0: It makes me happy. What could be wrong with it? That's a question I was asked yesterday. It's a question we all face, and we need to know how to answer it. Good morning, and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name's Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today as we get to the word of God, talk about it, and let it affect our lives. How do you answer a young person who says, I left God, I left my church, I left my family because none of them approve of my being gay, but it makes me happy, so I'm glad I did it. What's this reveal about life, and what's this reveal about this person, <clears throat> and what's this reveal about our culture, and what do we hope it doesn't reveal about you and me? We live in a time when the idol of our day seems to be the pursuit of happiness, in a way that says it's all about self-fulfillment. Sure, it's in our declaration, The Pursuit of Happiness, and I don't think our founders had the same idea that we have in mind today. They had a different idea of what freedom meant, of what we mean. Freedom, does it really mean that I can just do whatever I want? Or does it mean I should use my freedom as an opportunity for the flesh to just satisfy my selfish desires Is that really what makes us happy? What would Jesus have said to this? Indeed, I think it's important that you and I, as followers of Christ, realize the culture we're in, we really are called to march to a different drummer. We have a different Lord. We serve a God that's not ourselves, not the God of the flesh. We serve the living God, and as such, he calls us into his kingdom and to live in the kingdom is different than to live in the domain of darkness. In scripture, we're told we have a spiritual enemy, and he's this, he is a deceiver. And this area that we're talking about today is one of his primary areas of deception. Now, to be clear, the goal of life is not to be unhappy. No one wants to have the attitude of, boy, us Christians, we're excellent at figuring out what makes you happy, and we'll do just the opposite. We'll be miserable. That's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is discovering what makes a person truly happy, truly fulfilled, truly satisfied. And let's look at what Jesus said. Jesus had just, you ready for this? It, well, let's, let me set it up a bit. P, Jesus had just said that he was about to go to Jerusalem, and he was going to be crucified there. He'd be rejected and killed. Now, he said this right after announcing that he was the Messiah. The most important thing Jesus announced, I think, in his entire ministry, that he was, he'd he asked Peter, who do people say that I am? And Peter said, you're the Christ, or who do you say I am? You're the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, you're blessed, Simon. Flesh and blood did not reveal us to you, but my Father's in heaven. Again, we begin to see that there's a flesh and blood idea. There's a kingdom that's nothing more than man's wisdom, man's understanding. But there's also the kingdom of God where God reveals things to people. And we are to follow him and live in his kingdom. And so he says, yes, you're you're right, Peter. The father revealed this to you. And then he went on to say that he was going to be going to Jerusalem where he'd be crucified. He'd die. He'd be rejected and die. What's Peter say? You ready? But Peter turned and said to him, Get, Excuse me, I'm I, wrong verse. Peter said, This shall never happen to you, Lord. You die? No way. This, let me protect you. And Jesus' response was, Get behind me, Satan. You're a stumbling block to me, for you're not setting your mind on God's interests, but man's. Now that's a pretty heavy statement. Jesus had just announced that he is the Messiah the son of the living God, and now he says to Peter, Peter, you're a stumbling block to me. If Peter setting his mind on man's interests rather than God's could have been a stumbling block to Jesus, imagine what it is to us. Imagine how, how badly that could cause us to stumble and get off track. We must guard ourselves against the very thing that Peter was doing in thinking he was helping Jesus but he was not setting his mind on what God had and was doing. He was setting his mind on man's interest. And so Jesus went on and he said it wasn't just about him and his going to Jerusalem, his taking up the cross, his denial of self. He calls all of his followers to live this way. After reproving Peter, he goes on and says this. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone, if anyone... That means you and me, if anyone wishes to come after me. These are Jesus's terms of being his follower, his disciple. I'm not making this up. The church didn't make this up. Some leader didn't make this up. Jesus Christ, the son of God laid out his conditions and here they are. He must deny himself. He must take up his cross and follow me. Well, that's very different than what was said yesterday. It's very different than the way our culture lives today, that it's about I want to fulfill myself. I want to I, I want to be happy. I want it to all be about me. I want to exalt as the highest of values that which makes me happy. Jesus said, You must deny yourself. You must take up your cross. What does that mean? Well, the cross wasn't a piece of jewelry in those days. The cross was the place of crucifixion, cruel crucifixion, suffering, pain, difficulty. It was. It, I mean, that's the last way you'd want to die, is on a cross, and then you come follow Jesus. Is it worth? Why would he say that? Why would Jesus say that? Does he want us to be miserable? Does he want us to? to, to is is the call in life that we always suffer? Is that what we're talking about here? Well, notice he explains, he gives his reasoning in the next two verses. He says this, For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world, but he forfeits his soul? It's one of the laws of the kingdom that seems counterintuitive, the path to true meaning, significance, and yes, true happiness and satisfaction of the soul is not about seeking for yourself. It's about dying to self. It's about choosing to crucify my fleshly desires, not making it all about me, but rather realizing there's something greater than me. And that greater than, of course, is God. And when we place God as first place, or in this specific context, Jesus as first in our lives, then we find true life indeed. It's it's kind of the pursuit. of uh, If we make happiness the number one goal in our life, we never seem to find it. But when you make Jesus the number one goal in our life and say, I'll follow him no matter what, and I'll be the person Jesus wants me to be, one day we wake up and we, we we look around and we say, I am truly blessed, truly fulfilled, truly satisfied, truly experiencing an abundant life of joy and peace and meaning. That's been my experience. That's been my experience. My Christian life and in, in early on, I, it was joyful from the beginning, but it involved a lot of times of suffering and sacrifice and trials and refining It was a process of dying to self. It was a process of realizing I'm not number one. The goal of life is not to make Tom Short happy. The goal of life is not to revolve around me. And to crucify that flesh in that way is not easy. It's painful. It hurts. We all need to go through it. At some point in our life, if you really want to follow Jesus, Moses experienced this even before the time of Jesus. Look at what it says of him. By faith, Moses, is Hebrews 11, 24 and 5. By faith, Moses, when he'd grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to endure ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasure of sin. Two things I want to mention here. Number one, yes, sin does provide a passing pleasure. And, and sometimes we think of that passing pleasure as true happiness or satisfaction, It's cheap, it's fake, it's temporal. It's like like feeding your your mouth. It's like living on candy all the time. Yeah, it tastes good, but in time it rots your teeth, rots your gut, messes up your life, steals your health. It's not the way to live your life. But notice it says, by faith Moses, when he had grown up. I like this phrase because the lesson we're talking about involves growing up. Children learn it's all about themselves, all about what they want. And part of growing up learns, part of growing up is having to learn it's not all about me, it's not all about my happiness, it's not all about what I want, but rather I have responsibilities and duties in life. Some people never grow up, some people they live their entire life and think it's all about their happiness. They don't see their, their responsibility to God and to other people. They never grow up. They're children all the time. Now, it's one thing if you've got a little child, and if they don't get what they want, they fuss. But parents, we teach them that that's not how to live. We teach them that there are responsibilities they have and not just satisfy whatever they want, whenever, give them whatever they want whenever, I had to think about this young lady yesterday. I wonder if she's ever learned that lesson. And she's thinking it's all about just gay. being gay makes me happy. And yes, I told you she lost faith in God. She lost her church family. And she lost her real family. She said her parents don't accept her gayness. And uh, she did all that. She made a choice to choose her lesbian partner over all those things and i i'd like to say that people who make that choice there's a lot of people making those choices today a lot of people making those choices you probably know someone like that and it struck me that gratifying the flesh just making to say to make myself doing sin gratifying the fleshly desires it's fake happiness it's temporal it doesn't last. It's not real. It's surface. It's not down deep in the soul. It's like I said, just eating candy all the time and thinking that it tastes good, but it's going gonna, gonna to ruin your health. Denial of self to love others. That's true happiness. The great commandment is to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, strength, and love our neighbors ourselves. As we deny ourselves in order to love God and to love others, that's where we find true happiness, true satisfaction of the soul, something very deep within that makes life worthwhile. That enables us to lay our head down on the pillow at night and feel I lived li- I lived a good life today. I did the right thing. It'll enable us to die well someday, and to finish the race and to run the race of life and to finish it well. And indeed, it will enable us someday to enter into eternal life with true happiness, reward, because that's the path of life. Jesus said, go up by that narrow path. few travel it, but it leads to life. The broad path, the easy path, that most travel, that leads to destruction. Don't get on that path. Father in heaven, we thank you for your kingdom that you call us to live in. Hallelujah. We thank you that the, the path of denying self, taking up our cross, and following Jesus that's where we truly find life. It looks like we're losing, but we're really gaining. It, it just takes it just takes time. And those who live for immediate gratification and cannot delay that, that's, they, 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 they go for the fake. They go for the, the they're, they're getting ripped off. Lord, it's like we're out on the street and we buy that Rolex watch from some guy for 15 bucks and we realize I got ripped off. Father, I pray you'd help us make good decisions day by day to choose the path of life, the path of Jesus, the path that you call us to, rather than the easy path of self-gratification. And I pray, Father, that people we encounter, loved ones we know, who have fallen for this lie, that think it's all about us, it's all about our happiness. It, 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 uh, compromise my morals. Compromise my integrity. Comp- compromise my relationships. Throw away everything to be happy. Lord, it's the devil's snare. I pray we not get caught in it. And we pray these things, and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, I love the Word of God. I hope you do too. I, I'm sure you do. If you've come here every day if you're still with me after 15 minutes you must love the word of god too i hope this encourages you i come here every day to inspire strengthen encourage you there's a growing community of us who sometimes watch live at 8:30 in the morning or later in the day they fit it into their schedule make it part of their daily habit or even some even who list, download the podcast and listen on the apple spotify or google platforms i hope you join us like our video tell your friends Tell your friends, we want to raise up a mighty army and community of people who really love God and understand what it means to be a disciple. Be inspired and encouraged to do that. You need the word of God every day if you want that. So invite your friends to be part of this. God bless you. I love you and look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.